Welcome to the Hallisey and Horn podcast, hosted by Matt Hallisey and Al Horn. This is the only entrepreneurial podcast that helps you take the most important step to finally achieving financial and personal freedom. What is that step? Well, it's the very next step you need to take. It doesn't matter whether you've started a business but aren't profitable, or you've only just now thought about starting a business for the first time. You can design your new life in just a short period of time. We both started multiple profitable businesses, and we're here to help you move closer to your goal of living the life that you've been dreaming of. The crazy thing is you don't need to be especially talented, experienced, smart, or even lucky to make this happen. You just have to take the first step that's in front of you. So grab a drink and join us while we discuss our own journeys from working for other people as employees to living our dream lifestyle as business owners. We share our successes, our failures, and the simple formula we've discovered to go from starting from nothing to having our own profitable business in just a short period of time. We're here to help you move closer to your goal of living the life that you've been dreaming of, but we're always scared to go after. Welcome to the Hallisey and Horn Podcast. And you are huge. <laughs> huge. 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 You're greater huge. than you've ever been. Huge. Huge. <laughs> Cue the accordion. Yeah, I know. It's either an accordion or a seal. <laughs> what the seal? I don't know. What kind of seal are we talking about? The great seal yeah. of the United States of America? No, not seal like the musician. More like... Oh, oh, like a clapping seal. Yeah, a clapping yeah. seal. Yeah. Oh. An accordion. I don't know. I never played accordion. Well, <clears throat> I never have either. I am a musician. I've played a variety of instruments, but accordion is an expensive one to get into because, you know, it's an expensive instrument to buy. Unless you get the little monkey one, you know, that's small, but then... Well, I, for one, I have, I tell you, I don't have a whole lot of ex, uh, experiences with organ grinders. <laughs> Secondly, I, I don't know that I've ever sh- know the price for uh, an accordion because I've never shopped for one. Yeah. Well, you know, you could Google that. I'm sure somebody is happy to sell you one on Amazon. Oh my gosh! Um, it'll be the, it'll be the first bid you get on e- they'll ever get on eBay. They'll probably get so excited. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be the first. Uh, I'd be surprised. Maybe that, you know, all you need is some major, you know, suppose that a major star, music star, decided to do a song where they played accordion, actually played it, then the sales of accordions would go through the roof, you know. Um, Well, I will tell you this. I will say one. Who would be best to do that? My two thoughts on that is number one, I don't think they've ever really gotten a bid because I don't think eBay accepts money from their mom. So, <laughs> so their mom has to pay for it because they're living in their basement building yeah. peanut butter forts. And um, what was the other one? What was, what was the last thing you said? I had a comment for that too. The, the uh, you know, a major, uh, a major music star would play, oh, yeah. come out yeah, with a big hit on accordion where they actually played the accordion. And yeah, we're, yeah, Weird Al Yankovic had that. and it's He did. Of, he did he have did. that going for him. I think that eBay France probably has a thriving accordion section, you know, because the French just, they just love that instrument so much. 
That is true. That is true. Yeah. And maybe and you know you get, all like, about that. Yeah, probably. And I'm thinking, like, I wonder if they have any type of um, package deal with gondolier sessions or. You see, just just starting off with my second cup of coffee, we have already explored the accordion <laughs> market and, uh, and, and shown some amazing possibilities for our listeners out there that play accordion. So I think we're on the right track here. We're just, we're just going like gangbusters here at the end of the year. And it just goes to show that when you come up with some crazy idea about, like you said, if there were only somebody that could have play an accordion who is a pop music, that we could actually name one. So like you can literally, anything that you can think of as crazy it is, it can, somebody's done it. Yes, uh, that's, a, that's interesting. I got a text from my friend in, who lives in Idaho now, the guy that I helped retire uh, by helping him sell his uh, dot-com business, which uh, he never paid me a penny to help him, but I did it as a friend. But anyway, he's retired now and he comes up with these crazy ideas. He always has. <clears throat> and uh, he said that uh, he texted me this morning for some reason saying that last night he had a dream about an invention. <clears throat> Excuse me. And when he woke up this morning, he Googled it and found out that it actually had been invented in 1970 something. And wow. so uh, he, so now uh, he, uh, he said, I, I don't have to invent it. I can just go ahead and buy it if I want to. And, uh, so there's a cautionary tale for people out there that wake up with uh, invention ideas, which I get them fairly often, probably more often than I should. And, um, you know, before you mortgage the home and uh, sell your stocks and uh, take out a big loan, uh, well, not mortgage your home, but take the money out of your home with a HELOC or, or refinance your home to get the money out of it, to go and build an invention, just do a simple Google search first and see if somebody hasn't already invented it like 10 years ago. Sure. Just a tip, a Tuesday tip. <laughs> yeah, and it just goes to show you how money can change the best of us because here you have a guy who's, who's grinding and trying to think, finally comes up with an idea, dreams it up, or has, you know, creates a dot-com business, gets rich, has a big exit package. And then when he tries to come up with his next idea, he goes, ah, I'll just buy it. <laughs> well, first like, of all, <clears throat> he's one of the, he's one of the dot-com guys that sold his, his business uh, along with the domain name. Uh, how that happened, I really don't know because I don't think it was the kind of business anyone would buy, but he did find somebody that wanted to buy it and then he financed it for them so that they could make monthly payments and then give them a lump sum in five years and or, <clears throat> boy, I had a frog in my throat this morning, and or uh, continue that again for another five years. So he's really hoping that the end of five years, which will be coming up here in about a year, that they'll just pay him off. Um, rather than refinancing their option again for another five years. So, <clears throat> but anyway, he didn't get enough money to really retire, so to speak. Um, but he got enough money to sort of be okay. And uh, 
I think they're, you know, in spite of people like Elon Musk and, and, and so forth, um, and Zuckerberg and other people of notorious fame and fortune, I think most of the people that do, quote, retire from being an entrepreneur at some point in their life or they sell their business, most of them, I, I, I'm, I would venture to guess, and again, I'm only guessing, I haven't looked at the statistics, but I would say most of them do not come out of it feeling like they're set, feeling like they're multimillionaires, feeling like they even have enough money to, to start a new business. So <clears throat> that's just part of it. That's just part of the game, I guess. Um, you just never know where you're going to end up in 10 years. But uh, so, yeah, so let's tell our audience what, what kind of shenanigans we're up to here, Matt. Yeah, so today we're going to do, um, we're recording our first bonus session. And again, this is going to be a, an add-on for those who subscribe to our podcast. Yes. Our paid podcast. And, and so what we're going to do is we're going to be talking about, you talked about Notorious of fame and fortune. Well, we're going to talk about some of the headlines that we happen to see on Yahoo Finance, which some of which are just head scratchers, some of which are head shakers, um, and some of them make you think. But right, it's one of those things where it's uh, it's it's going to be very entertaining. It's very entertaining at the least to read these things, but to, yes. to actually have you know have the ability to be kind of one of those old guys in the uh, in the balcony section for the Muppets. Um, should be pretty fun. Yeah. Um, don't remind me how getting how old I'm getting, Matt, because uh, you know, I'm getting starting to get those those um, advertisements in the mail uh, asking me what I want to do about medic medical Medicare and who I'm gonna sign up with for plan B and all that jazz. And it, it's it's disconcerting. <laughs> well, <laughs> You know, <laughs> I remember. I remember when I turned 25, I got my AARP card in the mail, and I'm thinking like, well, I know that when you turn 25, your insurance company figures you're finally getting old. So that that was kind of disconcerting. But if it makes you feel better, and I won't use the old, the two old guys in the Muppets. We'll just say the two aliens in the front row at Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> I like that better. I like that yes. better because first of all, <laughs> I like that better for a variety of reasons. First of all, Yahoo Finance is somewhat of a mystery yes number two it does it's, read like science fiction and and three it can be a little bit of theater <laughs> i was <laughs> going to say three it is a lot of theater and very yeah. cheesy to just to, to say the least some of this stuff so when i look at the yahoo finance page the first thing i look at of course is what's happening in the stock market yep the second thing I look at is whether Bitcoin is up or down. Not because I have a dog in that hunt. I don't. I don't have stocks. I got out of stocks. <clears throat> I uh, I don't have any Bitcoin. But my friend, the aforementioned uh, aforementioned dot uh, 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 com guy that I help, who's been a friend for thirty plus years, um, he bought Bitcoin at ten thousand and so proud of himself. But I look at that just because I know sooner or later I'm going to get a text from him with some kind of bragging about, you know, how much money he's made on paper. But that leads me into, 
again, the, the Yahoo Finance page, and we're going to rip the headlines right out of this page of Yahoo Finance. Now, so let me say this again. I look at the stock market, eh, okay, whatever, not that interested. But then I start looking at the quote articles, headlines, whatever you want to call them. Um, the first thing I recommend is don't read, don't click on any of the ads. They're a complete waste of time, in my opinion. But intermixed, the, you have the wheat and the chaff, okay? Intermixed, it mixed in all of this stuff. And I, I'm beginning to think that they just, they throw up whatever they get because they you know they don't want any dead air they want to keep you looking and scrolling and looking and scrolling so they put a bunch of stuff up there that probably shouldn't be there okay um it's not legitimate news it's somebody's promotion of something um or it's some journalist's idea of how to get some space on yahoo or it's at&t's idea of what yahoo should be uh, is it AT&T that bought them? I think AT&T bought them. Verizon. Verizon. Verizon, whatever. They're all, you know, they're all in bed together. But anyway, um, Verizon, yeah. I don't know if that was a great move on their part, but maybe it was. Um, yeah, they have the money. Today. They have the money. It's like me if I were to go into a gas station and say, oh, beef jerky, $5 a stick. Yeah, I'll take that. So, you know, I just happen to be hungry. So um, it's kind of like that, the way I see it. For, uh, for Verizon buying Yahoo. They basically showed up at a garage sale and said, oh, that looks cool, okay, I'll take it. How much is it? And the guy said, well, that's $80. And he goes, well, I'll give you 10 for it. Uh, well, okay, take it off my hands. But anyway, so as we're looking here, first of all, it's surprising how many times you see an article involving Elon Musk in some way. And sometimes they just repeat, Elon Musk, oh, oh, a couple more articles, oh, Elon Musk again, a couple more articles, oh, Elon. So the big thing today I see is Elon Musk is talking about converting Tesla to Bitcoin. I don't know how that works or why it would be a good thing or I just think he wakes up in the morning like my friend in Idaho and he gets an idea and he he goes oh what about this and everybody in the world goes ah you know <laughs> so anyway um so as I look I don't first of all we don't know if we're both looking at the same Yahoo page it probably is customized for you in some way and customized for me in some way they think they know who I am but ah little do they really know who I am so I'm looking at it, cruise industry won't return until 2030, says some analyst. <clears throat> now, why would I click on that? I don't know. Number one, it seems kind of obvious to me that the cruise industry has got some issues, okay? Let's just put it mildly, they have some issues. Uh, mostly nobody wants to get on their uh, uh, germ-infested petri, um, <laughs> petri dish of a boat that holds 8,000 <laughs> people. 90% uh, of which are blue-haired seniors, and the other 10% are kids that are five years old running around, you know, just spitting on things. So, <clears throat> so there's that. I, I don't. The big risk Wall Street is watching for in 2021: Yahoo Finance. No, no, nobody in particular has written this article. I don't think so. 
And then your ad for Lending Tree. Um, you know, I know the interest rate is low on mortgage mortgages and refis, and the APR is 2.28 for a 15-year Lending Tree, Lending Tree. All of these guys won't. But then as soon as you go into a dive and find out that you're not qualified for the 2.28, it's another story. <laughs> Give us 10 years tax returns. Uh, your FICO has to be above 820. Um, you have to have a job with the government that pays 200,000 a year that you are vested in um, and, and they can't fire you. Um, the house has to have a, an LTV of 8020 or, you know, some just ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous qualifications that nobody in the world and then you just jump into that meat grinder and you pop out somewhere in the future <laughs> with the idea that you're not going to get 2.28 you'll be lucky if you can even get a loan and then they're go, well you know you don't really qualify for a our best program but we do have a a nice 7.6 mortgage we can get you into you know you know that sounds exactly that sounds exactly like what Lewis Black would say. You know <laughs> I am oh, the you Lewis want... Black of entrepreneurial podcasting. <laughs> oh, you want the 2.0? How about we just give you the 18.91 and shove it up your butt? <laughs> Sorry to disappoint you after you've yeah. just spent 10 hours of your life reviewing documents with us, you know. Yeah. Here's but another. We'll try here's somebody another... else. Yeah, here's another 7,000-page document. <laughs> yeah. That's all lending, you're going to get. Yeah, and then you just sit there and go, lending tree produces bitter fruit. You know, it's like, oh, rocket mortgage won't get me into orbit. Lending tree produces bitter fruit. My bank rocket mortgage puts your APR sky high. <laughs> rocket mortgage. Yes. The lending tree kill, puts more paper from that dead lending tree than <laughs> that pile of mortgage documents you have to read. Oh my God. Yeah. So, you know, it's the old bait and switch bullshit, um, which everybody does nowadays. Your, your, your cell phone providers and people do it the old bait and switch um bait and switch is basically our whole economy at this point i believe it's just all about bait and switch um and secret fees and hidden costs and everything so you've got some stupid uh, you've got here's what you've got on yahoo finance you have a little bit of information then you've got ads then you've got articles that are pretend that are actually ads that are pretending to be news of some kind. Then you've got some kind of article that's being promoted by somebody because they either have an axe to grind or they're trying to boost their stock or get you interested in something that they can sell you. Then you've got people's articles that are actually people's opinion about other people's opinion about something that somebody said that was in an opinion about somebody that something somebody said. <laughs> so go down, you go down that labyrinth until you pop out at the other end. Um, well, and that's, and that's what's funny about that one article you were talking about the cruise industry. So I was reading that and I, I know enough journalists to know kind of 
you know, what goes on behind the scenes. So this guy realizes that he needs to, he needs to get an article out. And back in the day, they used to say he needs 10 page inches, right? Just, um, or line That's... inches, sorry, line inches. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So, um, and so he has to put an article out, yeah. right? And well, so he has to get, right. and so what does he do? He probably calls his buddy from college who happens to be the, the this running this hedge fund. And he goes, Hey, mm-hmm. What do you think about the cruise industry? And probably is on the phone for 45 seconds and then just writes his article. And then it's and analyst. That's like the guy they, who's the, the CEO of, of, of that, that, what is that hedge fund? Yeah. Not an analyst. If you ask, so are you an analyst? He's like, no, I run a hedge fund. No, it's more like analyst. 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 He's an analyst. That's true. And that's what they also say in the porno industry. You need at least 10 inches uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, now here's an example, Matt, and I don't know if you can see this or not, but you see it says where it says add AD, don't read any of those. Those are just basically labyrinths they want to take you into to sell you something uh, or to get you signed up for something that's going to sell you something. But here's what I don't like about it. It says add, it says USA News Group. So you're getting oh, an dear. ad from a company or entity called USA News Group. Now here's the big headline. Stocks to buy, dash. Why is this metal taking off? Then it says, if it isn't grown, it has to be mined. Mining is big business. Really, mining is big business? Oh, really? Here are a few things that you should know before adding mining stocks to your port, dot, dot, dot. I'm, I'm guessing they, that's portfolio, okay? They just want to sound so, cool. Yeah, so U.S. News Group has got an ad about what you need to know to buy mining stocks and why it's, you know, not only what you need to know, but also great. Are they going to tell you about the downside of mining stocks? No. Are they going to tell you if the stocks are overpriced? No. Is it a scam? Likely of some kind, you know. Will you ever see your money again? Hmm. Flip a coin, you know. Right below that, uh, 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 again, by a company called Smart Asset, asset smart asset what to do when you inherit a house now that article has got to be so important for 99 percent of the readers of of yahoo finance page right i mean there are so many people out there that just inherited a house today and they just don't know what to do with it so they had better read that article I got to tell you, I can't tell you how many times in high school I was riding the bus to school and the bus mm-hmm. driver said, you know what? Sorry, I'm distracted. I'm trying to figure out what to do with the houses I just inherited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mansions that are yeah. tax, the, the tax-free, paid-for mansions that just came to me in a trust fund that I don't know what to do with them. I what am I, am I going to live in them? Am I going to rent them out? Am I going to sell them? I'm just 
perplexed. I better read this article on Yahoo. I'm not going to talk to a CPA or an attorney. Um, I'm not going to have anybody actually analyze or talk to a real estate agent. No, I'm just going to read this article on Yahoo and then I'm going to know everything I need to know. By the way, Matt, nice backdrop on your virtual uh, thing going today. You've, you've moved on up, as they say. I, well, it's amazing what, well, first of all, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, it's nice to be hanging from the side of a building overlooking downtown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in one of my, I'm, I'm in one of those window wash, window washer little Just things. don't back up too far no, or you'll don't. fall right off that no, precipice like, you're on. Yeah, it's like bungee jumping. I'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing what you can find on Google Images. I'll say that. Absolutely. And you don't have your mysterious, invisible, disappearing, reappearing coffee cup. Somehow, the, the giant softball-sized microphone that's usually in front of you is no longer there. I'm yeah, just... It's, it's oh. around. It's just moved. I'm in a different room, yeah. so the setup's okay. a little different. <laughs> really? You're in a different room. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a back. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah. I'll tell you what, if you want to talk about the interesting thing about Google, you probably don't know is Google images can take you back in time. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, of course. So what you're looking at right now is the current sky uh, skyline of San Diego. But if you if through the magic of Google images, I can go back to the skyline from like 1997 where there's no mm. tall buildings. Nice. Well, so there's some nice tall, looking buildings. Well, the tallest ones are like right here. Yeah, the big. But, uh, uh, but, but right now above those buildings, mm -hmm. like that's where that, that <clears throat> skyline that I had, that's where they built all those buildings on, so. Right, you know, those buildings you just pointed to, I don't know, they should have painted them pink because they look just like those erasers that you used to get do. back I, in school. I, Remember I in the old days? That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And it would be great as, and if, if from a branding standpoint, it'd be great. Whatever the people who make the erasers are, they should have the naming rights on the building. Of course, right down the side, just like they, you know, just like those. And then, uh, and then if you're going to do that, you need to have a really tall, like cylindrical capital records type building going up with a pencil on top. Man, you know, we think so much alike, it's scary. Yes. It really yeah. is. Yeah. So anyway, back to this, um, back to the ripping, ripping uh, the uh, ripping articles the right the, off the front <clears throat> of Yahoo Finance. Um, By the way, that's a big house they have on that article too. That's not a bad house. It looks like it's in uh, the Hamptons or someplace. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought San Francisco. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I saw mountains in the background, so I thought it was out here. Oh, somewhere. I didn't see any mountains. I didn't see any. I see an American flag flying. Yeah, it could be. So. It could be forests. It may not be mountains. Yeah, I don't see any. I see and by some the way, shrubbery in front. There's it's, a big. There's a tall. There's a tall bald guy looking at his beachfront house with a yes. blonde girl. I'm guessing that's Jeff Bezos with his girlfriend of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that house. He would never buy that house unless he wanted to. You know, just no. That's his girlfriend's. That's the on-site, oh, like, where he stashes yeah. her. But his, his mega mansion is... Yes. Like I think she's a journalist, so it's so appropriate. But anyway... That's true. <laughs> um, so here we have an article. It says technology. Ooh. From Reuters. 19 hours ago. 
And here's the big headline. Microsoft, Google. Did you fall off the uh, ledge? I did. Oh, there oh you are. Oh my gosh. I got to put my <laughs> safety harness back on. Microsoft, Google, Cisco, Dell. I mean, okay. Join legal battle against hacking company NSO. Against okay, I don't know about this one. So what is it? What does well, it say? Well, NSO. Now this is this this is going to be mentioned a couple times as you scroll and forever and ever. Um, NSO is a company in Israel, okay, that does. Um, how should I put it? Uh, hacking. Hacking. You could call it hacking. You could call it intense investigation. Okay. <laughs> probing. <laughs> you could call it probing. If you're an alien from another planet, you could call it probing. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so I don't know if I want to deep dive into that, but whatever it is, they're trying to make it sound like it's important. And I suppose it's important to the attorneys that are getting paid big bucks to do whatever it is they're trying to do legally, but I don't find it that important. Now, here's what I find important. These rumors that Apple is working on and at some point going to bring onto the market an electric car. Now, the first thing that came into my mind was First of all, Apple is going to, the batteries in this electric car are going to consist of old Apple iPhone batteries that have stacked up. <laughs> which means which that they have a lot four. of, they have a lot of these old iPhone batteries, okay, that they've shipped to China to be uh, uh, disposed of. And of course, the Chinese are not disposing of them. They're just stacking them in huge warehouses. And they have found a way to refurbish these. And, and so they're going to use them in this new electric car that they're coming out with. Because let's face it, the battery is probably the most expensive part of it. So it's a win-win for the, the environment. It's a win for Apple. It's a win for the Chinese. And probably maybe a win for the consumer. But anyway, they keep they've been talking about this. What, for how long Apple's going to come out with an electric car? For, why? Why get into the car business? Are you kidding me? <laughs> because the car business isn't more isn't difficult enough to handle. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean Tesla. Okay, uh, again, I don't want to keep bringing up Elon, but he, he's just everywhere. But Tesla, which now is part of the S and P, which is worth trillions and trillions. Okay, <laughs> lost approximately $30 billion this year. So here you have a company that's being valued at hundreds of trillions of dollars. I'll just throw it out there, whatever. And made him the second richest man in the world, if soon to be the richest probably, I don't know. Probably and he wants to convert all the money in Tesla over to Bitcoin. And that's going to increase the value of Bitcoin by another 10 trillion or something. I don't know. It's all speculation at this point. But I've never really understood. And I have taken accounting classes and finance classes in college. I find it very difficult. And this is more your wheelhouse, 
Matt, but uh, so I'll throw it to you. But here's what I find difficult to understand. How a company that lost $40 billion is now worth $100 trillion and has made the guy who owns it uh, the second richest man in the world. And I don't know who the richest is. I think it's, it's Jeff. Jeffy boy. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's uh, Dr. Evil. <laughs> Dr. Evil, as he's known to his friends as. So what do you think, man? I'm throwing it to you. Why does a company that has lost $40 billion, only thing seems to be successful at launching satellites and bringing, and bringing the rocket back down to be reused again, um, that doesn't seem to be doing well in the solar industry, hasn't sold all that many cars. And some of the cars, the roofs fly off and uh, people, people get killed because they put it on automatic and then they run it, they, you know, crash into a building. Matt, why, 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 I ask you, is this, is this happening? Well, there's that old saying, history repeats itself. <laughs> and if you remember, what, 20 plus years ago in the dot-com, the pre, before the dot-com, well, the dot-com oh, boom. Yeah. yeah. And you had famous websites that, well, I don't know if they exist anymore. They may exist, but they don't exist how they did before, like pets.com. And uh, I mean, pretty much you opened up MySpace, open up a web page. Well, kind of, sort of. And you basically just, you know, you have people who just are going to invest in your company because they just figure, you know, it's like getting an IPO in life in a sense. Mm. And so, I remember early on Amazon, ironically, we're talking about Jeff Bezos. They were the biggest target of your, of kind of the point you're making is that like, why are, why is everybody in, you know, why is everybody investing in Amazon? Why are, why is their stock price going up? They haven't made money yet. I mean, this was what, 2000, 2001, 1999. They hadn't made money in a single year. Mm. And yet they continue to get investors, their stock price continued to go up. And, and what it is, is they, they weren't chasing cash flow. Like normally if you're an investor, let's say you invest in like Ford or GE or to pick a, pick a company, you're investing in cash flow. You want to see profitability. Uh, because normally it's like, all right, you make a product, you get revenue, you have expenses, you have a profit, you have cash flow. And that is what keeps the company going long-term. But in the in kind of the IPO.com era, that's not the case anymore. What keeps a company going are, um, is venture capital. Right. Series A, Series B, Series, B, series C. Series C. You can go all the, way the all the way through there. And so they know <laughs> that if they run out of if they run out of money, all they have to do is put out a capital call to the market and they'll get a new round of investing. And so you know, they look at Tesla and it's like, they're not chasing cash flow, they're chasing capital. And mm. people are now, it's really weird because it's not the way that it's been done for a hundred years doesn't really apply anymore for these type of stocks where it's like, the question is like Tesla hit $600 a share and people were saying, I remember this, people were saying, well, it's going to be a thousand. They were putting a $2,000 price target on it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Everybody was sitting here going, well, it's just going to go higher and higher and higher. And then all of a sudden, Tesla uh, gets admitted to the S&P 500. Now, what I didn't know and what's, um, is that if you own 
stock, let's say you're an investment, let's say you have a mutual fund and you have an equity index tied to the S&P 500, you have to own a certain amount of stocks in each of those companies. Well, now every single company that has something tied to the S&P 500 has to buy Tesla stock. Exactly. And so the price keeps going up and up and up. And so, yeah, so they're just gonna buy it. And it, basically it's kind of the Peter principle for stock. You can do it as long as you have amazing, amazing leadership. Hmm. But once the leadership, <laughs> once you hit a bad leader, the company's gonna go under. Because the hmm. belief, you're not buying Tesla based on the stock based on Tesla, you're, ba you're buying Elon Musk. They just trust Elon Musk. Really? I mean, the stock's gone up and up and up. And look at the last year. I mean, it's been crazy. The stock's gone up and up and up and up to a point where Elon Musk, I don't know if you remember, he said the stock's price is too high. Yes, he did say that. <laughs> and he did a, and they did a stock split this past year mm -hmm. to try to drive that stock price down. So, Plus they issued a whole bunch more of stock. I think they sold something like $5 billion more of stock or right. a no, new absolutely. issue of stock. Uh, it's funny. Every time the price gets a certain price, Elon Musk will do something to drive it down. They'll either mm -hmm. issue new stock or they'll split the stock or they'll do something, but he just doesn't, he probably has a price target in his head and once it hits that number, he's gonna do something to drive it back down. Hmm. What's crazy is everybody keeps buying it because it's Elon Musk. It's like Thomas Edison or Nikola <sighs> Tesla, ironically. But it's something that's like, whatever this guy touches, they believe in. I mean, it goes yeah. in the auto industry, which has to be the most competitive, um, cannibalistic graveyard. industry well there's not a graveyard of startups it is because none of those <laughs> big four are going to let anybody in and their stock sucks right but he went in Look, what is ford what is ford what is general motors stock now 11 dollars a share well they had to be bailed out 10 years ago so i mean that tells you where they are but mm. what's really genius about him is he didn't go into the auto industry trying to make cars uh, gas cars because they would have they would have probably try to force a union on him. They would have done a whole bunch of other stuff. But he went into a segment of the auto industry where none of the other big four were doing anything. It was mm -hmm. all electric vehicles. So Ford's like, fine, if you want to go do it, do it. GM's like, yeah, you want to go do that? Fine, go for it. Weren't Learn there, your money. Weren't there electric vehicles on the market like 150 years ago, right? Electric vehicles? Yes. In Back to the Future, yes. No, in not in Back to the Future. No, there were electric vehicles on the market a long time ago, um, but they weren't that great. <laughs> <laughs> it was the DeLorean in 1885 with Doc Brown. <laughs> they consisted of car batteries stacked together. No, I don't know. I, I just remember reading about electric vehicles for a long, long time. Yeah. But, but what's he, interesting is know, he went into... He did something that nobody did. He went into the industry, picked a product that none of them wanted to compete against and built a yeah. company that's now bigger than all of them. Yeah. Well, here's, here's what I think. I think that, uh, that Elon Musk basically decided to, to build a computer and put four wheels and a steering wheel in it. That's all the Tesla really is, is a computer with four wheels and a steering wheel and maybe a brake. You know, that's what it is. Yeah, so if that is. appeals to you, you know, of course it doesn't appeal to me. I drive a 1984 turbo diesel Mercedes Benz. 
<laughs> and I drive a 1995 Honda Del Sol with a roof that can fly and has flown <laughs> off before. Hell yeah. But I mean, come on, you know, you shouldn't be driving your roof inside of a tornado or a hurricane. But anyway, my other car is a Honda Odyssey van, which I love, a 2000, okay? And it just, it's just a wonderful car. It just drives so great. I throw stuff in the back. I could throw my bicycle in the back. And I paid all of $2,000 for it about five years ago. And it just runs like a top, okay? And I've hit some potholes in that thing that would probably break a Tesla in half. And it just keeps on running. I do need to get an alignment now. Thank you, San Diego. Uh, city of San Diego pothole division, okay, but um, that's not a big deal. Anyway, I don't go anywhere with it now anyway. I mean, I only leave the house once a month, so, um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, so let's keep going. Um, now, here's an interesting article. Deutsche Bank weighs raising traders' bonuses by about 10%. Why is that an article? Who cares? And raising the bonuses of your trading floor? That's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, that's your money engine right there. So <clears throat> are people yeah. still on trading floors? Oh hell yeah. From their home. It's a you know, it's a trading floor that consists of people working from their homes, but it's still a trading floor, technically. Um now. The, the chief executive officer, and it says Christia and dot, 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 so I'm assuming it's a woman. Um, I could be wrong. Um, wants to reward them for a bumper year. What? What? Are you kidding? We have people that are making us tons of money, moving something from the inbox to the outbox and back to from the outbox to the inbox sitting in front of their computers 12 hours a day, five days a week, making us tons of money, and we're gonna increase their bonuses by 10%? Wow, who'd have thunk it, you know? So my question is this, what year was this written? Because the, year, the word bumper year, I don't think has been used since 1940. <laughs> That's true. The only person ah. that says bumper year is Elon Musk again, talking about yeah. bumpers, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what, ah, what it's the, Mac, yeah. Mac McKenzie with his getaway sticks. Ah, it's got a bumper year. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always tempted to look at the article, but why? Why would I even right. want to? You know, Bloomberg, the way, it's from Bloomberg did, six hours did, ago. Woo did one of these, did one, I, I've, I think I know what happened. I think I got this figured out, okay? I think one of the traders went and got the article published and said, hey, boss, nudge, nudge. They, yes. should, bump my, they should bump my bonuses up 10%. Yeah. Nudge, uh, nudge. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, elbow, elbow. You know, it's like, uh, guess what? Hey, look at this article, boss. Hey right. boss, look at this article. You know? Yeah. And the so, boss like, didn't you write it? They're like, <gasps> and then run out of the room. <laughs> hey, listen, man, you're the of all the people that made money on the trading floor, you came in last. Okay. So don't talk to me about a 10% bonus. Not for you, you loser. Right. You yeah, loser. You loser. <laughs> okay. Now here's right, so an ad. 
from I got one for you. I got one for you that we have to talk about. Okay. So I'm not sure if you saw this one. It says Snoop Dogg's Casa Verde Capital closes on 100 million as the cannabis industry bounces back. I'm not even looking. Well, I'm not going to even open the article in full, but there's a few things we got to talk about here. Number one, it says Casa Verde Capital, the investment fund co-founded by, and I'm not I'm not lying when I say this word quote cannabis connoisseur connoisseur Snoop connoisseur 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 is there such thing as a cannabis connoisseur yes sir there is okay just because you just because you smoke so much weed that you know, people are comparing you to Willie Nelson. It doesn't really make you a connoisseur any more than eating the entire buffet makes you a foodie. Food critic, foodie. No, but a food foodie. Expert. Like, yeah. you know, just because oh, you yeah, can right. eat, just because no, you can, like, win no. Nathan's, the person that wins Nathan's hot dogs, you know, the, 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 yeah. the hot dog eating contest is yeah. not a hot dog connoisseur. They're good at shoving meat down their throat. Okay, you know, Matt, usually I don't disagree with you. We're, all, we're spot on the same page, but I've got to disagree with you here. Okay. Being a cannabis connoisseur is like being a sommelier, okay? It takes years of discerning practice, okay? And you're not just smoking that dirt weed, all right? You are, you are taking in the creme de la creme of the flowering bud of the supernatural shit that has been hybrid grown and tested in controlled conditions to take you much like rocket mortgage into the next stratosphere of experience. Okay. And if there's anybody that knows about this, that I would lay my bets on it's Snoop Dogg. Okay, he knows his shit. All right, nobody, nobody knows his the shit like Snoop Dogg. Okay, except maybe Willie. <laughs> so, so, here's my thought. Okay, I have to disagree with you and oh! I'll add something about Willie. Okay. So, I would say I love your connoisseur um, reference. Yes. But. Oh, just because if you get a wino that drinks the entire wine section, it's we can't Joe's. go back to that metaphor. It doesn't apply, oh, man. Hold on. Just because somebody drinks a lot of wine doesn't make them a connoisseur any more than True. somebody who smokes so much weed that they decided <laughs> to, and I'm going to segue here. They smoke so much weed that they decided to invite Willie Nelson over to his house. This true story. Mm. And he said, Snoop said he could not keep up with Willie Nelson. How much weed does Willie Nelson smoke that Snoop Dogg can't keep up with him? Well, here's the thing, okay? And you're you're kind of in my wheelhouse now, Matt. So, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to instruct you, but obviously you have not, uh, let's just say you haven't experienced and or studied this like I have. No, probably not. (laughs) <laughs> but let me just say this it isn't how much it's the kind okay and if you have the kind of the kind you have the right kind one hit and you're good okay it isn't like filling the entire tour bus you know like a like a diving bell full 
of pot smoke, okay? The connoisseur, the sommelier of weed knows that the key is to have something where after three hits, you turn into a bowl of jelly. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's, that's the thing, you know? Um, it isn't, and it's, it, it's so subtle. Do you know there's something like 1,800 to 2,000 varieties of, of, of cannabis strains, okay? And, and it's complicated and they have weird names. It's a jungle, it's a jungle of cannabis, okay? And people need to know what's what, what's real and what's good out there. And it's a growing industry, no pun intended, okay? So you need people, you need people at the top of the food chain who can help the people, help the masses to discern, you know? And the fact that he raised another 100 million, well, just speaks for itself, really, in my opinion. So um, I think well, and, it's and I will tell you, I will tell you it's interesting, and I appreciate that because um, you know some people are going to be more experienced at other than me at some things and vice versa. But I love the name of his capital company, Casa Verde, which means well, greenhouse. greenhouse. Absolutely, yeah, greenhouse. Yeah, sure. So of course. that tells me that if you go to Snoop Dogg's house, he probably has a whole greenhouse of weed in his backyard. Well, no, it wouldn't be in his backyard. It would be in his grow house because it would all or be- great. That's what I mean. He has a big yeah. grow house. Or maybe he just has he a might. separate property that's just oh, all it is, is a grow house. Yeah. Well, listen, he, he's, just, he, he's got a, he's got a close, he just closed in on a hundred million, you know, in, in capital. So Casa Verde is just the name of what he calls his, you know, uh, his, his, uh, uh, 100 million was a second round. Okay, so I don't know what he got for the first round. But here's the thing. Um, he's always been an entrepreneur. And uh, he has always been at the, at the top of his game, this guy. And there's nothing that makes money like hip hop. Uh, you know, the, I mean, he's made so much money in hip hop. It's ridiculous. Um, and I, I, he might have a little room somewhere where he's growing some select strains just for the fun of it. But let's just say he has no problem getting hold of the stuff, all right? So he doesn't really need to take the time to grow it in a, in a, in a controlled you know, environment unless he just gets a kick out of doing that. But he is an amazing entrepreneur, he really is. And he went from somebody who was probably going to go to jail to uh, you know the the leading uh, one of the leaders of the of the hip hop uh, music uh, uh, extravaganza that he has been a part of, and you know I don't think anybody's made more money than him except Doctor Doctor Dre. Oh, true. And when he sold that company that makes earbuds and headsets. For eight hundred to a thousand, you know, that sell for eight hundred to a thousand dollar a piece, and he sold that company for what eight billion or something. I, I just got to hand it to the guy, you know. He made he made uh, he made Snoop Dogg, who was his protege, you know, probably just green with envy, no pun intended. So anyway, 
Um, yeah, so I mean, more power to him, man. More power to him. It's still not the big bucks. It's not that Elon Jeff Bezos money, but it's enough to keep him, you know, okay. He's doing okay, you know. He, he's all right. It's enough to get him the uh, be able to afford a lifetime full of his favorite weed. <laughs> well, he gets that for free. He didn't even have to pay for that. You know, he just give me a sample of the next strain we're coming out with, and it arrives. You know, so I just hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't smoke so much of it that he just, you know, loses it and can't remember, you know, the password to his portfolio or something. I don't know. What we'll do whatever. I'll tell you what, he's got, it's interesting, he's probably got something that nobody else in this country has, he, well, privately at least. He's probably, since got most, probably grows more weed than anybody else, he's probably the only person with a private uh, botanist. Yeah, like, like a get, private chef. Weed. Like a private yeah. chef. He is a private botanist that he is there at his beck and call night and day. Yeah, it's like Walter White on Breaking Bad. <laughs> Wait a That's a whole different dealio, my That's friend. A whole different I, I could see that that is not this 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 subject is not your wheelhouse. I can see that. No, but no, that's no. okay. That's okay. But looking in from the outside in, you know, I'll have a perspective that you don't have. You have a perspective that I don't have, but it's, exactly. always, it's always interesting. It's like, it is, it is. Now, if you want to talk real money, okay, the next article from Bloomberg, the Saudis $360 billion wealth fund. And then they have a word here, I, a word here, I don't even understand what it is. Capital R-E-J-I-G-S, top leadership. They overhauled some of their top management for one of their wealth funds, which is $360 billion wealth fund. Those guys, seriously, how much money do the Saudi, the Saudi king and princes and whatever, how much money do they have? My God, you know, it boggles. I'm going to have to actually open that article and take a quick look at it. You know, which I, I to, just to let you know, I, I, I could tell you a little story of how I scored big yesterday. Um, but let me just take a look at this real quick. Oh, Capital R-E-J-I-G-S, rejigs. What, what kind of a word is that? Rejigs. Um, rejigs. And basically what they're saying here, if you can, get, if you can ever get Yahoo to actually load, um, they overhauled their wealth fund, some of its top management. So they kicked some people out that weren't towing the line as it prepares to take a greater role in the local economy. So the 360 billion public investment fund, otherwise known as chump change to the Saudis. <laughs> I know, that's, I mean, think about that. It's public investment fund. That is the funny that fall, that's their, that's their petty cash drawer. Yeah, it's, it's not even the petty cash drawer. It's just what somebody happens to have at the bottom of their pocket uh, that walked in to look at the petty cash drawer. So, They've replaced some guy who nobody knows or cares about. And um, eh, blah, blah, money, 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 money. This guy 
40 billion here, blah, blah, blah. And then story continues. It's just, it's just blah, blah, blah about who cares? Nobody. It's nothing. It's like saying, like two people talking at the water cooler of uh, Goldman Sachs saying, hey, you know, uh, remember that guy that got the article uh, published about the bonuses? Yeah, they let him go. You know, oh, oh, really? Yeah, well, yeah, he was in charge of such and such, and he kind of dropped the ball. So, uh, you know, I think he went over to uh, Chase now. Okay, all right, fine. You know, the water cooler. That's, a, that's what this is. It's ridiculous. And by the way, I'm looking at part of this in the article at the very bottom, second last paragraph. It said, uh, it pumped 45 billion with a B into the SoftBank Vision Fund. SoftBank's the Japanese company. We know. And, yes. Yeah. And then invested in Uber Technology. Uber. Like, if you want to know why those stock prices are high, I mean, look <laughs> at that. These people, let's just say they went 50-50. They put $22 billion into buying Uber stock. Well, maybe they like the name, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's ironic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I don't know what the deal is, but it's like, you know, the guy at Uber owes him a big favor. <laughs> like, all right. Oh, you won my friend. And I don't know that uh, the Saudi government is one that you really want to owe a favor to. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. They might invite you to a special meeting. And if you are invited to that meeting, you better keep the recording, keep, keep your cell phone on. So that yeah, it streams that, whatever audio is happening, you know, and don't, meet, don't meet him in a consulate in Turkey. Um, <laughs> not Turkey. No, 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 I don't want to go to Turkey. No, not Turkey. This, this is what's crazy. This is the FU money, right? It says previously a domestically small, a small domestically focused investor. It now aims to have assets of over $2 trillion. <laughs> That's the just think if they put That's that the... in, just think if they put that 2 trillion into Bitcoin, they could oh, double gosh. their money in a month. Uh, I just want 1%. Like, this, can you give me half a percent? <laughs> what you want... That's a billion dollars. ...isn't really relevant here, Matt. Uh, and neither, what, uh, neither guess, is what I, I want. Neither is I what guess, I want. None of, nothing I, that we want is relevant to the Saudis at this point, at this juncture, as they say. But listen to this. Here's, here's somebody that I find very interesting. It's Jack Ma. And he's a picture of him smiling like a fool, no teeth, just a big kind of grin. And it says, quote, to the Chinese government, old guys sitting around smoking tobacco like there's no tomorrow in a, in a, in a smoke-filled room. Jack Ma says, you can take any of the platforms Ant has just take them, just take them, <laughs> take them off my hands <laughs> or something to that effect. But he's a co-founder of Alibaba Group, obviously, you know, has done extremely well to say the least, yet getting ready to do the largest IPO in the history of mankind. And the Chinese guys in the smoke-filled room are basically to say, ah, no, we're gonna restructure the whole FinTech situation here. and." Uh, so yeah, we're just going to put a stop to all of that. So now here he is, you know, he's getting ready to make another 50 or 100 billion. And 
they just nixed it. They just put a nix on it. They said, you know, uh, no, we don't want that happening. So. Right. This guy has the weirdest name. Okay, so I don't know if you know anything about Mandarin, but like, if you're going to oh, ask sure. yeah. you, Well, no, of course. Yeah, everybody knows. <laughs> but if you ask a question in Mandarin, you basically say the question and then you say ma at the end of it. So like mm -hmm. ma is the equivalent of the question mark. So you'd mm -hmm. say, you'd say, Al, what are you having for lunch today, Ma? Mm. <laughs> if you don't go, what are you having for lunch today? What are you having for lunch today, Ma? This guy's name is Jack Ma, which means in Chinese, his name is Jack? <laughs> Jack, what the fuck? Jack? <laughs> and by the way, what do you think and the why is his name Jack? Guy, why is it, he's Chinese. Hello? There's no way. What does the Chinese is, word no. Jack? mean right and that's where i think he got his name from where they're like he's trying to figure out a name to go by and they go what about jack and they go jack ma and he goes oh perfect <laughs> and that's here was he a guy here was a guy that was making literally peanuts uh living in a, a a small studio environment working as a teacher okay and somehow, some way, ten years later, his fintech is worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Billions you go. You dollars. tell me what the hell he did with a computer in his room as a teacher making Jack nothing. Okay, Jack Squat. <laughs> he changed his name from Jack Squat to Jack Ma, <laughs> and he became. The, one of the richest people in the world. So what do you want okay, to change that, your name to, Matt? <laughs> I don't know, but I think going from Jack Squat to Jack Ma is awesome. Jack Squat <laughs> to Jack? Jack? You can't argue with the results. That's all I have to say. And how much do you think he hands over to the guy? If it's a Chinese guy, it's a communist oh. government. How, many, how much do you think he hands over? Um, the same amount as if he was working for the mafia. The okay. mafia. <laughs> it, 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 whatever the godfather asks, you do. You know, I mean, you could owe me a favor, you know, and uh, one day I'm going to ask you to do something. an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> they made him an offer that he could not refuse. Exactly. I don't know. Elon Musk. Elon Musk. First of all, this whole Bitcoin thing, aren't there a lot of other digital coins out there? I mean, why is it so great? I, mean, I want to start my own digital coin called Big Al's Bonus Bucks, okay? And um, I just need about, to find a tech guy that's so good that can set up my own digital coin. I'll mine it for my own house. I'll set it up on blockchain, Big Al's uh, Bonus Bucks. And let the money start rolling in, baby. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, you could call it BitAl, or you can call it the Al coin. <laughs> <laughs> and within a minimum of two years, I'm going to be eating dinner with Elon Musk, talking to him about how I made $5 trillion. Yeah, how you became richer than him. Yeah. And Jeff Bezos will still be richer than both of us, but uh, you know, whatever. So I, I keep seeing uh, an ad here that says, am I looking for wild shrimp? The answer, yeah. 
Um, are looking for wild shrimp? Sign up for special offers on wild seafood from Great Alaska Seafood. I can just see the van pulling up now with a big thing, case of, of shrimp, wild shrimp, uh, under dry ice and uh, shows a picture there of a guy's hand and in his hand supposedly is a shrimp. But it's it's more than jumbo. It's it's gigantic. It looks like a prawn, okay, but it's supposed to be a, a shrimp. So that doesn't look like anything I want to buy right now. Now my question is this, and granted I might not be the expert in this area either, but they called them wild shrimp. Are there domesticated shrimp that we don't know about? Yes, there are. There no. are. There are like farm pet, shrimp. There are farm shrimp. shrimp, and they're terrible. They have no flavor. They raise them on um, radioactive leftover corn that the Chinese wouldn't take. Um, it's terrible. It's just do not buy the cultivated uh, shrimp. They're terrible. Um, now, here's a great, great article from Barron's, no less. Better returns with less risk, ma. <laughs> Goldman has a basket of stocks for that. Who'd have thunk it? Better return for less risk. Where do I sign up? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good gravy, man. I smell how stupid, time. I smell how I stupid do they think we are? I smell some spoiled shrimp here that people are trying to offload is what I smell. I smell a timeshare, uh, a timeshare <laughs> tour. <laughs> From Goldman? No. No, but I mean, it's like, you know, more return, less risk. Hey, speaking of that, we have a great timeshare that you would love to have. Oh, yes, yes. And we have some shrimp here that didn't get put into dry ice that we're willing to let you take off our hands for a amazing price. God. Yeah, I hate Stansbury Research. They've got nothing but ads. I hate the Motley Fool. Okay. That's just a tunnel you do not want. That's a place you do not want to go. So there's there's a few like it's interesting. There's I I, I think for, for um Stansbury Research, they have some good things, but you have to be very, you have to know what you're looking for ahead of time. Mm. Otherwise, you can kind of be on there for two hours. Uh, Motley Fool. <laughs> two hours. No, like seriously. Yeah, like, uh, two hours, at least two hours. At least. And yeah. then, yeah, Motley Fool, and I'd say I'd throw in a couple that are very similar, but not bad. You just have to kind of be, you have to know, you have to know what you're looking for, why you're looking for it ahead of time would be Motley Fool, Zero Hedge. And uh, well, there's one. One of my favorite ones is S. Was it? Was, oh, Zero Hedge. Oh, those guys are nuts. Yeah, uh, but and you have to you have to kind of know what you're looking for and why. But you have to know you have to be able to regulate yourself on those because some of them I think are just a little sensational. Some of them have meat to them, but you mm. never know which one you're going to get. And then there's T S F. Was it T S? Was the the, blank, the, the the poo hits the fan. There's one of them called with it. <laughs> T-S-H-F. And it's basically the same thing. It's like these guys that have financial blogs about like a coming, 
like pending economic catastrophe. Oh, there's plenty of, of those like, guys. Out of there. like, you know, where the dollar, we don't have the dollar as the exchange currency or right. any number. Like, and, and it's, you know, Rand, what was it called? Um, Ron Paul does a lot of that stuff too. Um, who is it? Who else does? Um, Peter Schiff does that to some degree. Um, and there's and there's value to it, but it's like you have to be right a little more often. Like, like their some of their perspectives, are, you know, could be right way down the line, but yeah. on like a continuum of left to right, they're way over here. I put them in realistically. The, the majority of even the bad things going this way are probably closer to the center. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, they talk about the fact that the dollar is going to crash or, you know, it could be any number of things that's going to happen. It's like, all right, fair enough. They might be right 30 years from now, but you've got to get some more wins in your pocket short term for, for me to really pay more attention to you. Yeah, I put them in the same basket as uh, Psychic Wins Lottery, uh, the preacher who says that the world is coming to an end next Tuesday at one o'clock. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, you know, it's the equivalent you know. of saying it says that we're going to get hit by a meteor. It's like, all right, that may happen one day, but you can't say it every day. Hoping that one like, day you'll be right. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you say it long enough, eventually you're going to be right and go see told you so. But it's like, all right, you said it 300, you know, 2,500 times and you were right once. That doesn't count. No. Of course. And I like and I like the people that write some of these articles. I think I think, you know, I know some of their background, but it's like you gotta be right a little more often in the short term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. But I do like the fact that um what is it? Uh what is it? Um Zero Hedge, the main guy that writes for them is writing under the pen name Tyler Durden. I don't know if you know that. If you ever read their stuff, I, I don't know what that means. That's not me. Tyler Durden uh, is the main character from Fight Club. Oh, he right. Was, um, oh, he, so oh, isn't he that was cute? Brad, he was Brad. Pitt. Yeah, exactly. So he was Brad Pitt's character in Fight Club. So they have this Wall Street Journal esque lithograph picture of Brad Pitt from Fight Club, like where is where the you know the top of the article. Yeah, my friend, uh, my friend in Idaho, Idaho is sends me links to zero hedge all the time you know and they have articles like bitcoin seven hundred thousand dollars a coin and uh you know the the coming economic collapse so that you need to have a straw man because the constitution is this and the the, the conspiracy theories and come on we all know that aliens are from another planet have you know, it, it installed artificial intelligence routines and, and uh, you know, they're all, they're coming back to, to uh, help us all sort it out within the next 10 years. Um, that's the good news. The bad news, I'm not allowed to tell you what the bad news is, but, um, right. you know, the whole thing is, is just wacky, wacky shit. And I don't, I don't take it with a grain of salt. I don't understand how some of these people, you were in the advertising game. I do not understand how some of these ads are, are considered to be effective. Okay. I mean, this is ridiculous. Here's one again, 2.18% fixed mortgage refi, no hidden fees or points, no hidden. We'll tell you up front what the fees and points are. They're not hidden. Okay. And there's a picture there of a blonde chick who looks a lot like Ivanka Trump, okay? 
And it says, it takes two minutes to see the top five lenders that are, will likely approve your loan, likely approve your loan, you know that's bullshit right there, right? and offer you a super low rate in parent parentheses 2.28 APR. So it only takes two minutes for you to go to a website called Lendgo, Lendgo, give them all your critical information <laughs> about everything uh you know that that you shouldn't be telling anybody and uh wait to see what their robot comes back and tells you uh which is more than likely uh that you have now been put into a database of people that other people can contact and bug the crap out of you and that's basically what that is Well, I got to tell you, having worked in finance, <clears throat> the word super low rate is not a technical term. <laughs> like that's not going to show up in your documentation. No. Like super low rate sounds like a, a Japanese um, cartoon, a Japanese game show, finance game show. Yeah. And let's see what else. They always have a few articles about India. India is doing this with their money. India is doing that with their banks. India is blah, blah, blah. Now, here I find interesting that Zuckerberg, our friend Zuckerberg, is getting ready to issue his own digital currency called Libra. Is he now still he trying to do that? He is. And here's the thing. He put it on hold because everybody said, Whoa. <laughs> everybody, everybody said, what? You want to be said, the king of the world? What are you yeah, saying? That's exactly and what they said. Now that, quote, Bitcoin is legitimate and being invested in by hedge funds, um, what do you call them? Uh, uh, the... Uh, all the guys that take your money in your 401k and, and invest it. Um, now that Bitcoin is legit, he's coming back with the whole Libra thing, but he's probably going to have to put it on hold again. Why? Because he's being sued by 48 states, attorney generals of 48 states for monopolizing social media. So he's going to have to probably put that on the back burner again because he can't hire enough attorneys to defend himself. See, I have a different take on this. And oh. it all start it all stems from the fact that I think what's the what is what is the worst I can think of Mark Zuckerberg and then come up with my perspective. <laughs> oh. And that what I'm thinking is here is a guy saying all right, I'm getting sued by 48 states because they think I'm evil. Right? How about I just decide if you really if you think this is evil, how about I say I'm gonna pull out Libra again? <laughs> it's a shiny object to, to distract no, but, oh, no, nothing but happening even, over here. It's not even this it's a shiny object. It's that they're saying, Oh, you think that 48 state thing, you think because I'm just such a bad guy, yeah. It's like, well, I'm gonna put out Libra. Now, how bad does that does your lawsuit seem? Like I'm not really doing all that much. Sounds like a good strategy. Like compared to my Libra thing, like I, you know, I don't really think, you know, like he's going to go into court saying, 
they're think they're thinking what I'm doing is wrong is and illegal. Well, let me point to you what would might have been wrong is Libra. And they're like, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, compared to Libra, like you should get an award for what you're doing right now. Yeah, I'm um, speaking of AT and T's. Uh, fire sale purchase of Yahoo. Um, I think it's, I think it's, no, it's Verizon that bought Yahoo. But anyway, AT&T stock is in the doghouse. How to play its options for quick gains. Again, from Barron. Barron's. Barron's is supposed to be a news source, not a scam uh, uh, some kind of scam uh, advice uh, column uh, with a guy whose name is the same as some guy in a show that we don't care about. Um, a movie we don't care about. Okay, the realized, here's, here's, who would not take advantage of this? The realized volatility of AT&T's options that expire in three months is priced at among the lowest levels in five years. That presents an opportunity. Is that something you would jump on there, uh, Matt? You're you're big stock guy. No, because I hear three months. Options typically last three months, which means they just put them in. <laughs> so it's like, I just bought something. I quickly realized that it was a massive mistake, and I'm trying to unload my timeshare on you. Yes, exactly. That's what I hear when I hear that. Sure, my timeshare in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, my timeshare, no, no, my timeshare on Jeffrey Epstein's island. <laughs> right. That I one's don't hard know to, if I That would, one's I, hard I, to trade away. Although you can't get a temple on any other timeshare. So maybe that is kind of what you want. Yeah, yeah. And maybe well, unless, maybe, maybe one of the girls on the island was named Time. So yeah, right. Um, so speaking of AT and T, yeah, AT and T bought Directv. What I think five years ago, roughly. Yes. And they're already trying to ditch them. They've been putting an auction in to sell Directv because they're just getting hammered on it. And the problem is they're they're not getting any high bids. Like they bought it for like $50 million. Their best bid was like 14 million. What? Um, Only 50 billion? million? Only, why are they even fucking around with it? 50 million is nothing. It's, well, it would be I like me the, saying, you know, I have a peanut here. How much do you want to buy this peanut from for me? It's, it's a kind of a stale peanut, but Matt, you know, I'll sell you this peanut. What do you eat? I bought it for a nickel. Would you, would you buy it for three cents? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Now here's so, something that's interesting. Hold on. So let's let's hit this real quick. So it was okay. billions. So they bought it. Oh, that okay. Now we're, now I understand. The and zeros. So Add more zeros. Came out, somebody came out with their high bid was like 14 billion. Oh, and AT&T decided to put that auction on hold. So here's a lesson for people out there when we're talking about like DirecTV, like, oh, that's a big company. Like, they have a lot of subscribers. It's like, yeah, they have a lot of subscribers that are dwindling very fast because you have a company whose main technological advantage was technological and the fact that they could beam television shows to you from a satellite. Mm. Anybody that has DirecTV has to put a dish on their house. 
Yeah. Or you could just go with any streaming service and you don't need to do any of that. So this company is hmm. plummeting in value. Plummeting. Hmm. And AT&T's is going to get AT&T's going to get hosed cuz they're probably going to give it away at like 7, probably 7 billion. Um I mean the satellites are probably worth more than the actual company is if you think about it. But here's yeah. a lesson is you don't buy something with cut that's its main selling point is that it's cutting edge technology oh god because five no. ten years from now it's not going to be you know it's like oh great i'm i it's gonna it's a tape deck or a record player <laughs> yeah. well it could be it could be although those are extremely popular these days um because of technology uh the records uh are pressed in such a way that the sound is amazing they can be done in, in, in limited quantities, so anybody can press a record. And the phonographs that play the record are amazing because the technology has, has advanced. And there's a huge niche market for these high-end record players and, and, and these high-end vinyl pressings. You know, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, um, AT&T. Right. I mean, whatever why? They do, you, do you own Bell Labs. Why are you monkeying around with this crap? It, you know, did you hire the guy that got laid off at Goldman Sachs for the 10% bonus article? What is wrong with you? I mean, what is wrong with these people? Well, you got to remember, they're named the American Telephone and Telegraph Company. <laughs> Like, let's be very clear. Like, this is not a company that moves quickly or, or like, you know, cares a lot about their image. Mm. If they did, they would have changed their name. You remember, um, who was it? It was, oh, somebody changed way back early cell phone. They named, they changed, I think it was Singular Wireless. They were something else before, but they changed mm. their name because they realized their name had a weird um, connotation. But you'd think AT&T would rebrand themselves. You know, they should call themselves Comcast if they really want to make people think <sighs> that their service is terrible. Like, that would be a good idea. <laughs> oh, God. Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, they are, you know, listen, they have some, they have some uh, cash cows in their portfolio that have been generating them free money for so long that they have so much money that they can literally throw something against the wall and they, they throw money, they throw paper bills against the wall to see what sticks, you know, <laughs> they don't care. They just don't, they have so much money that they just don't care. And quite honestly, you know, if they lose 40 billion on it, they probably already made 80. It's not a big deal, whatever. Now here's an article. A family called the Sacklers who uh, invented oh, no. boxing. We're really going. We are going for the Sacklers. We're really going for the jugular today. Well, I'm just saying they're being. You know, they've got these all these lawsuits, and they're claiming that the ten billion dollars that they transferred out of their company had nothing to do ten years ago had nothing to do with the idea that they might be shielding the money from lawsuits. <laughs> Come on. And they're claiming, no, you're taking these emails out of context. We had no idea 
that we were going to be sued for $80 billion for creating the, uh, the uh, uh, you know, the, uh, this, 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 you know, this situation where 500,000 people are dying, you know, have died from overdoses and all of that. You know, actually, I kind of side with the Sacklers, really. You come up with a great pain relieving substance that's equivalent to heroin, but safer. Why? And people take it and then they take too much of it. Why, why should you be held to blame? I, this goes against the, the American way, you know? I mean, people should be responsible for their own shit, really. I, I, I got I to I side with the Sacklerism, really. Yeah, well, I think you're the only person that's going to side with the Sacklers. <laughs> you, know, you know, come on. Oxycontin yeah. is great. Um, <laughs> it is until you run out of it. <laughs> I'm not saying you should take, take a bottle of it a day, but I mean, if you're in pain, I had a, a large cement brick fall on my bare foot while I was watering the, back, the garden in the back. It's just sitting on top of the garden wall, and for some reason, it just leapt off and landed on the top of my foot, okay? My foot swole up like a uh, like a cantaloupe. I thought I was going to have to call nine one one. I put some ice on it, and for some reason, it got better, and I was okay. But listen, when that kind of stuff happens, or you are, you know, in terrible pain, you want something like oxycontin. You know, I'm not saying you should take it because you have a hangnail. All right, but I do think <laughs> that if you're in terrible pain. Something like that is awesome, you know. It's just maybe people, people just, it's our culture, man, our culture. People just fucking go exaggerate the hell out of everything, you know. But why don't they sue the oil companies for climate change, you know? Why don't they, why don't they sue, um, you know, there's a negatives to everything, you know. So there's a negative to Oxycontin and everybody in, you know, all these attorneys and all these states are suing them. But, you know, there's plenty of other companies out there that produce stuff that we think is good or important that has negative side effects. Why don't they sue the car industry? Number one leading cause of death is car accidents. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. Well, if we're going to talk about the Sacklers, if we really want to get to a point where we talk about scumbag people, oh, then we have, then we have to talk about Martin Shkreli. No, he's he's not even in the news anymore, is he? Jail oh, he was in the, no, he was in the news yesterday. I didn't see him on finance, uh, Yahoo Finance. Well, no, I'm just saying, since you're talking about the Sacklers, mm. the people that make the Sacklers look good is Martin Shkreli. This is the guy, remember, he, oh, he, raised, yeah. Yeah. he raised the price of, um, what is it? It was Chenidol, uh, he basically raised a, uh, one of the drugs. I forget what it was. He raised it 5,500%. 5, yeah. And then ended up being like, ended up basically doing insider trading and doing a whole bunch of stuff. 
Well, it turns out what was the news yesterday is he he was in jail, and it turns out that the girl who the 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 female journalist that broke the story of his arrest, uh, they'd been dating in his prison. Like she's been going in for conjugal visits, and he, nice. he broke up with her through his lawyer. Well, how else do you break up with somebody when you're in prison? Come on, well, cut him some slack, Matt. She could, I mean, but like it could be when she comes over, but it's like this guy is, uh, <laughs> this guy's lucky he's in prison because the minute he gets left out, he's somebody's going to take a shot at this guy. Maybe. But here's an interesting article from a company called Benzinga. All right. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's Robin Hood's, um, that's a Robin Hood thing. Yeah, and they just got fined seventy million. Anyway, no, yeah, that was that was kind of BS. I read about that. Really, it's yeah, it just it listen. Attorneys have to pay for their benzes too, you know. That is um, true. But here's the here's the title: Analysts still bullish on AT and T, despite leverage, comma, dividend concerns. So here we are with AT and T again getting flogged, you know, or I don't know what the hell they, and here, here's what it says. AT&T Inc's NYSE colon T share price seems to price in only negative news, including investor concerns around T-Mobile Inc. Taking share Disruption in the media, dot, dot, dot. Now, what the, what? You know, I mean, really, do I have time to, to, to look at this kind of crap? Come on. Here's another article on a guide to selling inherited property. <laughs> Again, what am I going to do with these houses that people have left me? Al, I was gonna, I was gonna think, you know, if we didn't talk about Yahoo Finance today, I wanted to do an hour on your opinion on what to do with, you know, the whole city block that I just inherited. You mean, yeah, you know, it's it's a funny coincidence. I also inherited a couple of city blocks. Oh, you got a couple? Oh. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, was... I didn't know who this uncle was, and uh, and I just got a note uh, in the mail from his attorney saying. What do you want me to do with all these city blocks that now you now own, full of billions of dollars worth of real estate in Manhattan? But it's from Nigeria, so I don't know. Maybe it's not. You know, legit. Oh well, that just means you're going to win the European lottery. <laughs> you but know I what I know, find? Like, I do want to know what to do with these 17 houses I just inherited from my Nigerian prince. Yeah, you know what I find interesting. Um, is the you talk about mining stock the best mining stock i think to invest in is bitcoin mining these guys are establishing themselves in these huge gigantic server farms of bitcoin mining in iceland because they want the they want the cheap electricity and they want iceland to cool off their um their machinery uh, you know nature cools it off for them and they're digging you know into cyberspace for bitcoin but i've heard 
that the amount of electricity these Bitcoin miners are using is equivalent to freaking Manhattan on yeah, a moment to moment. It's unbelievable. What they're doing for climate change <laughs> is amazing. But anyway, I guess if it's an I guess if it's an Iceland and they're cooling it down with a glacier, I guess it's okay. You know, I mean, I don't know. What do I? Know? Well, what's crazy is, you know, like it's getting so expensive to mine for Bitcoin right now that a lot of hackers are hacking into government um, or industrial sized computers just for the computing so they can mine Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even the, it's not even that they're trying to steal anything, you know, anything as far as intellectual property, but they're just they're just wanting to get Bitcoin. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. And my friend from Idaho told me that. And there's some is more to this, but I won't go into the details. But he told me that there's an account somewhere that just disappeared that had a million bitcoins in it. Did you ever hear about that? Yeah, it happened a couple times. <laughs> and the guy, no, they arrested the one. One of the times they actually <laughs> found the guy who did it, and they arrested him, so he didn't get away. But one of them, they they never said who did it. It was like some guy with a kind of a Japanese name or something. It just well, that was the guy that got caught. It was the it was the it was a Korean guy. Kim dot com was his name. Which, by the way, oh. is another great name. Like you have Jack Ma, which means Jack in Chinese, and then you have <laughs> Kim dot com. The guy literally has yeah, but a he URL made that as a name. I he know, but that. I'm just saying. Crazy. He was a character. Now he was a character. Why there isn't a movie of the week about him? Every week is beyond me because it's that, that just I'd watch that. I mean, his it's just his life, and you know, didn't he own his own island or something? It's just crazy. He did. Yeah, you got to own your yeah. own island, really. You and the the, got the problem that. is everybody knew where the island was. So when, when the law was after <laughs> him, he fled to his island, but everybody knew yeah. where he was. So which is kind of crazy. Now, with the kind of money he had, he should have had an island that was mobile. You know where he could just start up some engines and move the island <laughs> to another location. That would have been good. Hey, they're so, talking. Here, here's the article that you mentioned about AT&T trying to dump their uh, uh, DirecTV. DirecTV on the, some unwitting fool, sucker, fool investor guy. So here's an example of why, like when I, when you, when you look at the stock market and you look at all these people, they think they know what they're talking about. You got to realize that a lot of people don't, and they're just stubborn sometimes. There's an article I'm reading here. It says, despite $38.2 billion in losses, Tesla short sellers ramp up bearish bets. Exactly. So it's like, we just lost $38 billion going against Elon Musk, which by the way, is larger than the entire airline industry lost this past year. And hmm. what do they do? Do they learn from it? Do they say, wow, we were wrong. Maybe we should invest in Tesla. Maybe we should get out of the, the sector. No, they make bigger short sell bets. Hmm. Like oh. you talk about that, that Asian company that had what, how many billion dollars sitting in their couch? These people lost $38 billion and they're like, all right, well, I'm just going to throw some more money at it. It's like, that's the equivalent of the guy going to Vegas, hitting the high stakes poker table, getting run out of the room, runs out of money, goes to his, his, um, 
his trust fund dad and says, hey, could you wire me double the money? And then shows up with a bigger stash to go against the same people that he lost all that money playing poker against. Yeah. Like um, those are not the, whoever those people are, I am not letting them touch my money. Like they lost $38 billion. How do you do that? Are you sure? Because I, are you sure it wasn't Tesla that lost $38 billion? No, what happened is they shorted Tesla. They said, oh, hey, they Tesla's going to go down. And then when Tesla went up and up, I mean, Tesla's gone up a thousand percent this year. It's, it's, it's 10 times its price that it was in January or in yeah. March rather. And when those short, when those short calls are made, you know, they have to pay that money. So oh. they lost $38 billion. And they still yeah. just, they, they, they just, they're not giving up. Like, isn't that nuts? This is like an episode of Billions where like Axe Capital is like, yeah, we lost money. Well, I'm going to put that guy out of business. Maybe they just have a grudge against, you know, Elon and they just, it's, it's not even a financial thing. It's just, we, we want to kick his ass, you know, kick his ass, uh, you know, in a, like a bar fight. I don't know. Now that would be great. Could you imagine if you had like a celebrity thing where you had all these famous celebrities and you went full fight club, no pads. I'd watch that. I mean, um, you could really just settle all your, your beefs. <laughs> so like, you Joe know, Rogan, Joe Rogan could be the, uh, the announcer for it. Oh, wouldn't it be great? Like, yeah. Like you would sit here, like I, the thing about the tech, the problem is if you brought all the tech CEOs in, they can't fight. So they'll be no. all like, they're all like a girl, like a girl. Oh, like Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg trying to fight Jack Dorsey would be the biggest <laughs> waste of time ever. Cause Jack Dorsey would be sitting on his knees praying to Buddha and Mark Zuckerberg. Nothing wrong with that. With his little Roman, his little uh, Caesar Augustus hairdo. <laughs> Okay, Matt. Again, this is your this is your um, your wheelhouse. Indian TikTok clone gets Google, Microsoft backing in one hundred million dollar fundraise. Now, why why can't we do that? Why can't we just create a TikTok clone and get a hundred million dollars from Microsoft and Google, Matt? What are we doing, man? We we're wasting our time with this podcast bullshit. When we could be making an in, a, a TikTok clone, come on. Yeah, that it just sounds so like that's a, that's exactly it. Like, why don't you just create a big TikTok clone and then we'll just be rich? Like, it just sounds so like I'm sure it's that easy, right? Like, let's just start TikTok <laughs> in India, and then <laughs> and, and start a new TikTok in India, and then yeah. bring it over. Like, of I course. Mean, the big the big question in my mind, Matt, is why isn't TikTok already established in India? Why are they making a clone of it? Well, India and China don't like each other. Oh, so, that's right. Again, the and, bar fight. The bar fight. Yeah, thing. yeah. So um, I'm guessing I, I'm not the I'm not the geopolitical expert by any means, but I would say <laughs> that uh india is probably rightly suspicious of anything coming out of china they probably won't let tiktok in india is my guess mm. so we'll say we're going to make a new tiktok <laughs> we will make a tiktok that is better than your tiktok our now TikTok, the problem is how do you know tick, 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 how do, no and TikTok. that's my whole point is 
they drive a lot of tick ticks in India. <laughs> so like tuk tucks, tuk tucks. No, don't tick tock. So I'm guessing the name of it's gonna be tuk tuk. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, just... Let me ask you this, Matt, since we're really getting out there into some uncharted territory. If approximately eight months from now, after everybody gets this vaccine, the COVID-19 virus mutates and the vaccine that everybody just took, which created the mutation because vi viruses mutate when they're under attack, cannot help anybody uh, prevent them from catching the new mutated COVID. So half the population of the world or 80% of the patient people of the world have now been vaccinated against a virus that doesn't exist anymore. And the new virus needs a new vaccine. In other words, we know what we're getting, but we don't know what we're creating by doing this whole vaccine thing. What do you think is gonna to happen to the economies of the world, Matt? Well, I think if it didn't, <laughs> if the vaccine didn't work on the new mutation, then it's, you know, Katie bar the door. I mean, honestly, <laughs> but I don't think that's going to be the case. They're testing it right now, but I don't think it's going to be the case because the way they do the vaccine for the coronavirus is different than they've ever, than they do most vaccines. So like normally right. they'll create a vaccine from a dead virus and then your body sees the dead virus, attacks the dead virus, makes antibodies, and you're good to go. Well, this one, it's an M it's an mRNA um, right. vaccine, which I'm not going to get into biotechnology or anything. But basically, what it's designed to do is your body will will automatically um, create a dead virus. In a sense, it create it basically mm. creates. Um, it's genetically creating not the antibodies, but there's something biochemistry in it where supposedly it doesn't really matter. And I read about yesterday, I read about the mutation and it wasn't like the, the virus changed dramatically. It was like one of the amino acid receptors changed. Mm, okay. And it, what it does is, and the thing about viruses, if you think of it and it, the virus, its interest is staying alive right? It, it wants to be, it doesn't want to go through the population, run out of hosts and then die because it has nowhere else to go. So mm. generally what happens with viruses is they'll, when they mutate, they mutate to be in this case more transmissible, but their potency goes down. Right. So in other words, more people can catch it or they can catch it more easily. But when mm. they catch it, the impact on them is less than it was on the previous mutation. Mm. So you're, you're basically saying your opinion is that uh, once this vaccine gets out there, we're all going to, um, everything's going to be okay. Um, we're going to have well, this tiger by I, the tail and we're going to have I, it shipshape. There's basically two ways a virus can come to fruition. Number one, there's, let's say you don't have a plan. You just go, okay, we're just going to go bubonic plague. It just runs out of hosts. It kills everybody and it runs out of hosts and the virus goes away. Mm. Or it kills who it's going to kill and then the virus goes away. And then everybody who had it who didn't die 
you know, they're not susceptible. And so the virus just, it's not gonna be around anymore. The other way is a vaccine. That's kind of the smallpox, right? So it's like, let's, you know, it, it basically just runs absolute havoc through a population. But when the vaccine comes, it basically hits a defender that it can't overcome. Mm. And so I think in this area, it's like, what is virus? If you remember early on, the, the Gen Z kids, they used to call it, they called it the boomer eraser. I don't know if you mm -hmm. remember that. Because mm -hmm. they were like, oh, it only kills old people. So it's like old sick people, old sick people or young sick people too. But it's like, there's mm -hmm. only so much of the population that it's going to actually kill. Mm -hmm. And so the question is like, you know, you can either, you can either end the coronavirus pandemic through a vaccine, or you can just let it run through the population and herd immunity. Herd immunity. not even, yeah, but not even herd immunity. Just like, it just, everybody has antibodies. Like, mm. um, and so, yeah, with the vaccine, the idea, and we'll see, I, I, I still have no faith in humanity whatsoever, but it's, you, if you give it to the old people and the most susceptible to actually dying from it, I think you're going to, you're going to end this vaccine. You're going to end the pandemic like this. It's going to be hmm. like within months. Well, aren't the first, aren't the, aren't the people that are most likely to catch it? The, the, the nurses, the doctors, the, but the, not the senior caregivers, uh, you know, the paramedics, all those yeah. people are firefighters. The, the well, well the people that are the people that are like nurses and doctors, for sure, you want to do it. And, and the same reason politicians. That well, okay, we'll get to that. So the, poli the <laughs> you want to give it to them for the same reason that you want to protect. If you're in a war, you want to protect your corpsman because right. the corpsman on the battlefield will save yeah. 15 guys from dying. Yeah. Right. So you want to give it to them for that reason. Um, but then beyond that, it's like the people that are most likely to die. So people with diabetes or mm -hmm. breathing conditions, mm -hmm. um, autoimmune diseases, things like that. Um, but politicians, for them to be coming out like yesterday, uh, who is it? A couple politicians went on social media and showed themselves getting vaccinated. Like one of them was AOC. She's 30 years old and has no health conditions. Like, why does she need it? But then they were going to give it to essential workers, which sounds okay. That sounds fine. But when I go to Vaughn's down the street, half the checkers are 22-year-old girls. Oh, hmm. like why, why would they need it? Like pop media people are considered essential workers. So the talk show host will get it before you will. And I say, good, let them be the guinea pigs. Let them and, test and, it out. And that's actually what you just said came out on the news yet. What they were talking about yesterday is they were saying, you have all these people in the culture war trying to say, okay, who should get it first? Who shouldn't? And they should say like one group said, well, the people who are ethnically disadvantaged with the virus should get it first. So like pick, you know, is it black people, Asians? Um, is it Latinos? I don't know. I don't know what the stats are, but let's just pick one of those out. Let's say the virus goes 12 monkeys. You remember that movie? Yes. Yes. Well, guess who bears <laughs> the biggest damage on that? It's these same groups. I mean, this is like the Tuskegee Airmen experiment all over. Oh. And we're throwing right. out a lot of analogies here, but the whole point we is are. I'm with you. I, I think it's like, I look at it back. It's something I realized back in the eighties when one of my friend's mom got a CD player and it was one of those, you know, stick, 
stereo deck ones. Sure. And it was like six, seven hundred bucks. Oh, that, yeah. Back in the 80s, that's like even a lot more money, right? Yeah. And it's like you wait three years and it's you can get a better one, smaller and cheaper. And it's like, just wait for it to come out. It's like, why do you want to buy a new car, drive it off a lot, take the depreciation hit when I can buy one off of somebody that, you know, it was a lease turn in, have them take the depreciation hit. And I have this great car and I paid, you know, probably 60 per 60 cents on the dollar. But that's my point is like, if you're going to do the virus, like if you're healthy, there's no, there's no rush. Mm -hmm. Let somebody else find out if this thing doesn't work. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's, let, let somebody else get Parkinson's or God knows what other kind of side effect well, from this thing. And it's, and it's, and it's funny. Cause like, you know, my mom's 73 and she said she's not getting the virus or she's not getting the vaccine. Right. And the backstory on that is my mom got a flu vaccine about six years ago and she, or six, seven years ago. And she almost mm-hmm. died yeah. from a flu vaccine. It's, that's why I don't get flu vaccines. Right. And so it's like, people are like, oh, it's safe to get. I'm like, well, you get it. (laughs) You you do it. You do it. But it's like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not really overall, but the whole point is this, is you, I went back to my lack of faith in humanity. It's like everybody who are the, the, the evil people, the selfish evil people are all the people trying to rush and get the vaccine and cutting the line. It's like, Billy Zane's character in Titanic. I, I need to get on the lifeboat. I'll gra- I don't care if I have to grab an orphan girl sitting in the corner because her parents left her on the boat. How do you think she got that little girl on the boat was sitting there all alone crying? Her parents, the deuces out. I'm. I'm... Yeah, and 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 you know it. I mean, everybody How gets did... mad at Rose for not letting Jack up on the, on the Ex- door. DiCaprio, but, but she, nobody she talks, just left him in the water. But, nobody, the but nobody talks about the parents of this girl that leaves her screaming in a corner because her parents went on the lifeboat and said, we're out. She probably said, yeah, you're adopted. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish, Matt, I wish we had more time to, 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 to delve in, do a deep dive into these issues of the Titanic girl and, and, and Elon and uh, all the evil, terrible, bad people. And, and, but you know, we, we only have so much time and I'm almost at the bottom here of the, of the uh, uh, so-called Yahoo finance page. Um, I see here banks can buy back stocks again. Wall street is cheering. Okay. I mean, it says, and this is again from Barron's. Barron's. Is this Barron the, the kid that Trump's kid, or is this somebody some a different Barron's? But anyway. It's somebody that can't have children. It says bank stocks have reason to pop the champagne before New Year's Eve. Shares of the sector soared on an otherwise down day for Wall Street as investors cheered the Federal Reserve's move to allow the nation's largest banks to resume share repurchases subject to limitations. Morgan Stanley also announced plans to buy up to 10 billion worth of dot, dot, dot. Right? Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) 10 billion worth of dot 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 why would i i have to click on that to find out what you know 
Morgan Stanley bought 10 billion worth of, probably Bitcoin. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's a, that's somebody who just is writing something. They don't even believe that. Like I, I heard that headline. I'm like, I don't believe that. I don't think the person that wrote that believes that. Yeah. I mean, really, you're going to be really bullish. Bank stocks, by the way, if you paid attention to bank stocks, they're not exactly killing it right now. But bank <laughs> stocks are about to pop because the CEOs are now green lighted to do stock buybacks. Like, uh, no. Isn't that I, yeah, what they do when their stock is extremely low and they figure it's a bargain to buy back their own stock and try to raise it up a little bit so they don't look well, like, like idiots? Yes. Yes and no, but it's what uh, they do because the CEOs typically get bonuses that are tiered on stock appreciation. Hmm. And so let's say your stock's $100 hmm. a share. When your bonus is due, it needs to be at 120, but it's sitting here at 94. They'll do stock buyback to shrink the amount of available stock out in circulation. Mm-hmm. And now your stock price is 121 and you just got your bonus. Nice. But with the CARES Act that happened in what, April, I think it was, or whenever it was, um, they actually banned anybody who was getting government aid from the CARES Act from being able to buy back stock. So they actually put an embargo on it. Right. But that expired at the end of uh, September. So this, first of all, this article is kind of old because they've been able to do stock buybacks for a couple months. But, mm-hmm. um, but the whole idea is it's designed to get their stock price up. Right. Artificially. And it's to benefit the people that have, they're generally the senior management in the company. But it's like, oh, bank stocks are about to pop. Please give me a break. Do you know how many people aren't paying their mortgages right now? How many commercial lenders, people that own restaurant properties are not paying their mortgages because their tenants aren't paying them? Bank stocks, their revenues are nowhere near where they need to be. They're, They're not about to pop. This person that wrote that, I guarantee you, they don't even believe what they're writing. I think it was that guy at Goldman Sachs, wasn't it? The guy at the water cooler that said we should put an article in here about our 10% bonuses? Yeah, and he was probably the same guy that worked at Bear Stearns 12 years ago, too. (laughs) So here's the last article on the scroll down from Yahoo Finance. And guess what it says? Investors Business Daily, seven hours ago, said, is Tesla stock a buy right now? Here's what earnings charts show. Okay. Then it says, Elon Musk has defied big odds since taking the role as chief chief executive of Tesla in 2008. Now, after a better than expected third quarter earnings report, is Tesla stock a buy? Then right underneath that, two articles that say, Tesla pulls S&P 500 lower for second day in index. Not good. And Tesla stock slides on first day of trading in S&P 500. So, really? Okay. So you're asking a question if it's a buy right now because it went down. This is typical stock bull BS. You know, oh, if the stock went down, so now it's a buy. Okay. I don't know. You know, I mean, I just think it's a lot of nonsense. To be honest, I think it would only be a buy if you wanted it to be a buy and you were looking for an excuse for to to buy it. Like if you wanted to buy it, no, but no, but seriously, like if let's say you wanted to buy it, but you're like, well, I'm not going to pay 600. If it goes down to five, I'll buy it. Like maybe, but like you don't go, if if you're sitting here going, wow, stock went down, therefore I should buy it. Boy, you got a Brooklyn bridge 
that somebody wants to sell you. Yeah. But yeah. it's a lazy article, Al. It's the same Very thing we were talking about before. It's like, this guy's like, oh, I wonder if I should buy it. Oh, there's my article. Bum, 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 bum. Really? I mean, because is that how it works? Because I don't know. I've heard people say that Bitcoin now at 23468 went up 728.30 today, which is 3.2% up. A lot of people are waiting at, waiting for it to drop like 30, 35% on some crazy situation where the government is, you know, going to tax it at 80% or some ridiculous law that's going to be passed, but then doesn't get passed. So they're waiting for it to drop 30, 35%, and then Bitcoin will be a buy, and then they'll all jump in, you know. So I don't Bitcoin's kind of an interesting thing because this is the only time there's ever been a uh, a product like this where there's a, mm -hmm. there's only a finite amount of Bitcoin. What about shekels? Shekels were. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not the expert in Israeli finance, but I will say that there's probably you can probably twenty five hundred years ago. Yeah. Well, no. I'd but, love no, to have shekel... some shekels right now. Well, that's what the Israeli currency is. They're shekels. Oh, yeah. Oh, they still call them shekels. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, but it's like Bitcoin, because it has a finary denominator, it could go to like a ridiculous amount of money, but it's so volatile. Like, it's just a question of whether you want to get into that or not. Yeah. I, like, I, I, don't, I don't play options. I don't do commodities trading. In fact, I'm just out of stocks altogether because my, my event horizon is such that it is that uh, I just, I just, you know, if I had an extra couple hundred K sitting around and I just didn't know what to do with it, I might jump into it, but I just don't. So, so I had to say, I can't do that. I'm not going to well, do that's, that. And, and if we had that Saudi um, fund where there's, <laughs> then maybe you want to. The, the chump change uh, fund. Yeah, yeah. The exactly. Saudis. The, the chump change fund, then maybe you want to do that. But it's like. Just because somebody says it might go up doesn't mean you want to buy it. I mean, like, and I, I, I've told you this before, like I used to be one of the insiders for a Fortune 500 company. And I didn't even feel like I had a good enough take on my own company, mm. much less trying to see through, you know, see through the, the veil that these other companies have. Because nobody wants to tell you anything about their company. Like if you're a, for, if you're a publicly traded company, you're never going to say anything unless you either want to or you have to. Mm -hmm. But yeah. by then it's too late, yeah. you know? Well, you know, so like, I- And that's why I generally feel... I'm not a stock person. Once this pandemic ends and I, I'm, I get out, I'm gonna be out and I'm not coming back unless we get some crazy bad thing happen again. I just want no part of the stock market. It's such a, it's such a, it's, it's, it's not a rigged game, but again, it's like going into the high stakes poker room with a bunch of people who won the World Series of Poker and thinking you have a shot. Yeah, and paying a fee to get into it and then uh, losing your life savings. Yeah, which by the way, how many people have life savings anymore? I do. That, you're not many. I mean, most people, it's like they, they either earn money and keep it, but most people don't like, you know, it's not like grandma gave me $20 and said, you should save $20 a year and when you retire, you'll be rich. Okay, whatever. I save. I, the only reason that I'm I, I I can live the life I live is because I I squeeze every penny 
and turn it into copper wire. And then I sell that and double my money and I've been able to survive. But no, but seriously, um, I, am a, I am a saver and, uh, and I'm a guy who goes for the bargain, whether it's chicken, half price at Vons, or whether it's, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm, I, I'm very frugal, but then I'm not married and I don't have kids in college and, um, you know, I got rid of my mortgage, so I'm okay. I'm doing okay. And which is why I'm in a position to, uh, advise people, I guess. <laughs> so when you say you got rid of it, do you mean you're just not paying it or it means you actually paid it off? I actually paid it off a while back. Then I borrowed it and then paid it back again. So I'm, I'm okay there, you know. All right. So I gotta, I gotta, uh, is this the same guy? What? No, I was looking at, I was looking at the guy who wrote that article about Tesla. His name's Brian Deegan. Mm. And so I Googled him and the first thing that came up was this guy that wrote an article about UFOs. And I'm thinking, well, that's probably, I don't want to be taking my investment Unknown, decisions. unknown financial observations, UFOs. Unknown financial observations. But literally, that's the last article on Yahoo Finance. Is the Tesla stock? Is it a buy right now? Literally. It shows a picture of a blue car. I would never buy a Tesla car. Never. Never. Yeah, we talked about that. You hate them. Well, I don't hate them. I just think they're overpriced computers sitting on four wheels. And I just, that's not my thing, man. Now, there are some cars I would love to drive and have available to me, right? But okay, that isn't. Share? I'm not excited about the Tesla car. I it doesn't get me my my juices going. You know what I'm saying? That is true. To use a an electronics electric pun. <laughs> All right, so uh, I think at that point, I think we're good. We, we hit the bottom of our page. We'll kind of wrap yeah. this up for the day today. Yeah, um, it's been an interesting experiment. Uh, first yeah. time, right? And, so, and I think just you know, and I'll get your take on this. My immediate take when I think of when I look at the stuff off of Yahoo Finance is that you got to remember, not everybody's smart. Not everybody knows what they're talking about. Um, not everything is what it seems. And it's interesting if we had probably read this Yahoo Finance page from February, right? Let's say we go back to the Wayback Machine, sure, and look at February and look at all the things that they said. I bet you none of them came true. Or January, December. Yeah, I would say probably most of it would have been completely off track. Now, and... if they would have said, if they would have said, you know, like trends for 2020 buy Zoom, buy Peloton, buy Bitcoin, buy Tesla. All right, fine, you win. But I'm guessing if we went to the Wayback Machine right now, we could do that actually. Um, I'm guessing mm. it wouldn't say that. I don't think so. I, I, and think... I think- And actually the fi Yahoo Finance is a curated page. So I think your page and my page don't read the same. Possibly. Um, but it's, uh, but I would say that it's interesting. If we went back and they would probably say stuff like, you know, buy more of the same. Every 2020 is just going to be like 2019, but bigger. It could be any number of things. 
Um, but it's just interesting. It's like when you go back to 2021, what's that going to be like? You know, how are things going to be different? And I think obviously there, I think it's going to be a very different um, year than 2020 is for sure on about every front. I think the companies that do really well are going to be very different. Hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see. But it's, 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 just, it's just interesting. When you read that, I just, I'm thinking some of these people don't know what they're talking about. Some of them are just trying to put out articles because they work for Investors Business Daily. And the guy's like, oh, crap, I haven't written an article in three days. My <laughs> boss is on me. I got to go write something up. Oh, Tesla's down. Oh, or then he had his backup article. Tesla's mm -hmm. up. Should, should you sell? Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's like he has two articles automatically written. We'll see what happens during the market. and We'll just put one out. Right. I think basically Yahoo Finance is kind of like an animated version of your t-shirt. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of is. It depends on the I day. Just... Sometimes it's pointing this way. Sometimes <laughs> it's pointing this way. And and it could it could it just it could move any any way. You just, you know, you don't know. You don't know till it does. Yep. All right, so with that being said, we're going to wrap up for today. My name's Matt. And I am Al. And we'll see you next week for our end of year recap. We'll talk Adios, to you soon. muchachos. Thank you for joining us today on the Halcyon Horn podcast. You've just taken the crucial step to finally take control of where your life is going by joining us on the road to entrepreneurship. The path to your new amazing destiny has only just begun. You're already ahead of 99% of the people around you because you're finally taking control of your life and making the choice to claim your new destiny. We'd love to help you in any way we can along your journey. So take a minute to reach out to us. You'll find our contact information in the show notes. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified as soon as the newest episode drops. And if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, what are you waiting for? Don't wait. Do it now. Can't wait to meet up for our next episode, and we'll see you soon.